Now I said to my friend, opinions are cheap. Opinions are cheap. We were talking about iCarly. So I sent a tweet on Twitter.com. Saw a Predator trailer. That's kind of neat. That's kind of neat. As we went down a tangent on opinions are cheap. Opinions are cheap. It's opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Hi. Well, we're just jumping right into it tonight, huh? Yeah, I guess. I don't know why I put enough whiskey in this glass. It's really hard to tell. Kind of a thick coffee mug, like that. It's wider at the bottom. Stout is what ah. it is. It's a stout glass. It's okay. I have whiskey next to me. If I need more, I will add more. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, I figured out the solution is just to keep it next to you. I uh, I wish I had something to drink. Aw. No alcohol at the Cameron house? Not today. It was kind of a heavy week. Sure. Did you have a good... Talk uh, about or not, off, not, not on the podcast? Well, did you... um? Did you have a good fourth? I didn't really do anything on the fourth, so well, yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, That's I, the best I, way to do it. Started writing a short story. I worked on some music and uh, slept in. Watched some Bob Ross. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a comfortable day. That's good. I feel like that's the best way to spend my, my days off at this point. Is It's not to like make plans or anything extravagant. It's just to be like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sleep a little bit more and maybe read a book or something. Yeah, sometimes you kind of have to take those. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I spent way too much time yesterday playing Star Trek. And? No, that's it. Oh, that's okay. That's the story. Okay. <laughs> Did you trek through the stars? No, I went to the Dagum vacation planet because there's a summer event. So I'm doing this like hoverboard race and like jetpack races and like hide and seek games. And like everybody's running around in like swim trunks and, um, you know, Jordy's visor. They make sunglasses that look like that. So everyone's wearing those. This sounds like the least Star Trek thing ever. It's awful. It's just... And the ch- the chat, it's like Baron's chat on steroids. Okay, that sounds kind of fun. It, it was like non-stop... Um, uh, like, the, all the events are timed. So it's like every five minutes, it's like, Okay, everyone, d- get down here for the Ferengi hoverboard races. And be sure to rent a hoverboard for five gold-pressed latinum. And then somebody's response will be, you know what else costs five gold-pressed latinum? An abortion. And then <laughs> someone else will say, like, in, in Trump's America, I, and then that's why you have to abolish ICE, and I'm just, stop teasing and stop joking about it. This is real. And and it's just nonstop the whole time and I, I was like disbelief that the conversation was still going on like it i did an hour of this and the conversation never stopped it was constant so wait no one made a uh a, oh fuck what's in the guy's name 
Well, never mind. I thought I was like I remember the Barons chat. There was always that one joke. Um, and he 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 was in kung fu movies. Oh, um, Chuck Norris. Yeah, holy shit! I had a senior moment. So, yes. Um, there was a debate about whether or not Chuck Norris was actually dead, or if he died twenty years ago, or um, if if Chuck Norris had an abortion, then how many women would he have to punch in a row for it to count, or something? Like it wasn't <laughs> even funny. Like it, people were really reaching to stay topical, and it's like, guys, just sure. stop. And again, this is all like Star Trek. Like, I feel like the other offensive thing is that there are hoverboard races in a Star Trek game. There's, it, it, you know, I gotta send you the picture of the the event. Like it, that made me cringe, and I'm doing it because if you do the dailies, you get this really cool looking ship. And is that like, the one you sent me? No, picture? I'm on day two of the dailies. This is gonna go oh. on for two weeks. Oh no. Um, I might not do it. <laughs> Can you mute the chat? I, you know, honestly, the chat's the only thing keeping me alive because the event is so boring. Oh. So it's like, I have to put up with this. Let's <laughs> see how this goes. Sure. Um, it, it, this, okay, this picture made me cringe so hard. Um, so, okay, everybody, let's take a peek at this. Yeah, go ahead and describe what you see. Okay. So it says, Star Trek Online, Victory is Life in the Corner, in two different fonts and colors. Now there's a guy who's wearing that, that headband you mentioned, and he doesn't have a shirt on, and he's got teal swim trunks. And it looks like he's standing in the water, and there's a pool with, uh, with some stone steps, real long ones, and there are people in swimming suits that look really weird. One guy's in what looks kind of like a wrestling onesie in the background. There's some lights, and then there's this uh, this gray chameleon-faced fucker and dressed in, like, full space regalia, just getting ready to walk in the water. And he looks very uh, determined. Um, behind him, kind of out of focus, is a lady with pink hair and a pink bikini. I don't... It looks like something out of MTV. Doesn't it's it? Like if... If MTV fucked a really low-budget sci-fi show, like Star Trek, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like Star Trek at all. I sent you a couple more pictures that might look more like Star Trek. Okay, there's more. What's picture number two? Uh, that's people dressed in baseball uniforms. Um, one of them kind of reminds me of Danny DeVito. That's cool. I like him. Looks like this guy, ladder guy, has got a tail, but you can't can't really see it. He's the furry. I like him. Uh, third picture is uh, someone, there you go, on a hoverboard. It's uh, The water looks kind of nice. Like, I'd want to swim in that water. It's very, very clean looking. Uh, the hoverboard looks like shit. Like, it, it, is this like a screen from the game? Because every... Yes. There's three entities, and none of them look like they belong in the same game. Yes. They're, everything is completely detached. Um... So what's what's especially that frustrating, hoverboard belongs on a box of cereal is like a graphic for like cornflakes, but we're advertising this movie that no one wants to see. So the Christmas event is just as bonkers, but what they do is like it's Star Trek themed. So you you go to a gingerbread planet 
because Q like shrinks you down. Okay. And there's like gingerbread Vulcans with pointy gingerbread ears. And and like they attack and you shoot them and stuff. And there's like Star Trek referencey stuff that's very Christmassy. Okay. Oh. And it's so like bad. you know this is really silly, but at least it's like cute and I don't know. You can see it. Sure. And with this, it's like yeah, hoverboard. Yeah, I hoverboards were cool when I was like fourteen, but now the concept of a hoverboard just kind of terrifies me. Like, I would fall off and I would hurt myself, and I'd be going way too fast, and I won't wear any padding or, or anything because they make me look like a like a dork. And so it's really just like broken bone city, you know. So and like, how do you power it? Like, there's gonna be flames coming out. You're gonna burn yourself if you fall. You're gonna burn your calf up real bad. So here's here's the other bit about the the not to get into the lore too much, but you described that really serious looking alien that's like just running into the water, mm-hmm. and he's got his hands up like he's skipping in almost. Mm-hmm. So the the Jim Hadar. Uh, they believe that when they go to war, like they literally have a funeral for themselves, and like their family just treats them as if they're dead. And the the warriors what if they have survive to, the war. Yeah, they have to earn their life by, um, by winning the war. So until the enemy is done, they don't have a life, and they have to focus on that. Hmm. Except during spring break. Yeah. That's really what it looks like. These pictures is like it's spring break, but if it was douchebag sci-fi world. Like, the way even, like, the characters are dancing in there, it's, like, you might as well just have everybody holding, like, a margarita. You know, I gotta, I gotta send you the dancing video, or the, the minigame. Because <laughs> there's, like, a mandatory dance party as part of the oh, dailies. Oh, there shouldn't be. That sounds horrible. It's, dude, it is so... Okay, so, I'll describe it real quick. There's a platform you have to stand on. Okay. And everybody's there, and then there's, like, a dance instructor that's, like, practically just space, um... Gene Simmons? No, not Gene Simmons. Who, Who's that goofy guy? Yeah, I think that was Gene Simmons. No, not... No, isn't Gene Simmons, like, in Kiss? Oh! I'm talking about Richard Simmons. Richard, yeah! So, there's a guy <laughs> up there that's, like... And the voice is, like, he's instructing, um... You know, like, it's a at-home DVD exercise video. It's so weird. There's a bunch of different dance emotes in the game. And so he just, like, calls one out, and you have to click on that one. So everyone's, like, in sync doing the same stupid, terrible animation dance. Okay. And this goes on for seven straight minutes. Jesus Christ, seven minutes. So it's seven minutes of, do the snake. Just dance. You do, do all a seven club minutes dance. to complete it. It's awful, dude. That sounds that sounds like the worst. The whole time, like as soon as it's dance party time, it's the most lucrative way to get the currency you need. So sure. everybody does it, and the whole mm-hmm. time, everyone's like, "This is awful. Like, I cannot do this for for two more weeks. I cannot do. I don't want the ship anymore. I, good luck, guys. I'm out." And it's like a game of chicken or something. So now, now you're you're like, do I? Can I? It's not about getting the ship, it's, like, about beating the game at, 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 you know, like, like struggling through it. Like, there's a pride thing. Like, I won't let you defeat me with your shitty minigames game. Yeah. But at the I, same time, like, if you win, you lose. Because I then you want, did it. I want the baseball uniform. You and even like baseball? 
Yeah, but also it was a really good episode of the show where they played. Um, it was on oh. Space Nine, and and the captain of the, of the space station is like really into baseball, and he got into this bet with Vulcans that his crew could be a Vulcan crew at baseball, and Vulcans are like literally more uh, like physically strong and able. Mm-hmm. So they're like, no, we would win, and it got into this whole like pride thing, and so the whole episode is them playing baseball on the holodeck. Nice. Um, so I, like, I would think the Vulcans would win because baseball is very. Um, there's a lot of like math and stats that go into that, and it's very accuracy. logical. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that was a good episode. So I want the uniform to commemorate that. But okay. there's also an emote where you throw a baseball and like you hit it with a bat, and it like physically goes. So it's practically a cool toy just to like. Sure. I want to go to the Vulcan homeworld and just keep like lobbing baseballs into their temples. Hey, who won the who won the tournament in the episode? Um, it was the Vulcans. Okay, so... But really, everyone was a winner, because they learned that the point of the game is to have fun. Oh, lame. And, no, it was actually... It was a good episode. Okay. Um, If you if you watch... I think Deep Space Nine is on Netflix. Look up The Niners. It's a good episode. I'm guessing it's framed a bit better than how you, you said it. Yeah, I, I... I I removed a lot of the fun from the episode. by <laughs> spoiling it. So go watch it now. Um... But also, you can get hot dogs and nachos as do healing items. they cost $10? So I'm going to have to, um, actually, they, I think they do cost like 10 whatevers. Oh, man, my uh, my neighbor was at a, a baseball game the other day, and he bought like two bottles of water, and it was $10. He yeah. was like, I'm kind of glad my dad is dead, because that would have killed him. You know what you do? You get one of those little things where it like filters your urine and just fill that up. Oh, gosh. I would say, like, go find a drinking fountain. I'm pretty sure, like, those establishments are, uh, you know, legally required to have something like a drinking fountain. Yeah, you could fill up there. Yeah. And not use, um, not use your own piss. Eh. It's water. I suppose. Okay. Hey, so what did you want to talk about besides Deep Space Nine? Um, I guess we were going to try talking about Music! Music! Um, I wanted to talk about music in a way that wasn't just like, hey, have you heard of this band? No. Have you heard of this band? No. Uh, I'd like to kind of go a little, little further out than that about, you maybe some concepts, writing, uh, genres. I also absolutely 100% did not prepare for this episode. Because why would I begin doing that? So this is, uh, this is what I wrote down in my notes. Okay. I don't like the phrase fur babies. Okay, so we're doing this for a third week in a row. But now that that's out of the way, <laughs> um, when when you when someone mentions the word music, like what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it like the most recent thing you've been listening to, or is it like your favorite song? It's usually the most recent thing I've been listening to. Do you always have like music in your head? Yeah, it's sometimes yeah. it's insufferable. <laughs> Oh, sometimes like my 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 coworkers listen to country, and then I'll like leave for the day, and then like some no. shitty country song will be rattling around. I'm like, no. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. I, usually, I don't mind what song's stuck in my head. It's really like when I have like multiple songs stuck in my head, and I'm trying to go to sleep, and they're just like, no, we're having a concert right now. <laughs> it's like, please stop. I, I guess, yeah. 
I'm trying to figure out how we can start this conversation, how we want to ease into this, unless you well, want to just keep going down your notes. Well, no, I, uh, my, my notes, I think, will supplement stuff that comes up later. Mm-hmm. Y- you, okay. uh, you like to make music. Yes. What's your process? Okay, my process is really cheaty, because I don't know, I don't know a lot about music, like, as far as theory goes, or, like, scales, or what scales are called. And so what I do before I start a song is I kind of at random pick a scale based on how cool the name is, and then I pick a key, and I, I highlight these notes in the in my program, and so I can only use these notes. So if I'm in D, it's like, okay, I start at D, and everything has to basically end at D when it cadences. Everything else is fair game, and then it's just kind of like just throwing stuff out and seeing what sticks, but because I only have a certain amount of notes I can use... It keeps me, like, really confined where it, it actually makes things kind of easy because there's, like, it, it removes half the experimentation because I can't use, like, half the scale. That makes sense. Um, I also like to write drums first because, for one thing, they're fairly atonal. Um, and so you get, like, a really fun drum melody going and then it's like, okay, what kind of, what do I write to over this, so, you know, to accent the, the cool drums, what, what fits the drums? Did you ever, um... Did I ever show you that Oni plays with a big penny? I don't think so. So there was this really funny episode of their their Kingdom Hearts Let's Play where somebody started complaining about rap music and how, for some reason, lately it seems like all the most popular rap songs, like if you turn on the radio, are just this like really bland drolling on and they're not saying anything and they're not oh, rhyming. The they just rap. keep repeating themselves and it's like... Look, no. Uh, call, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the place. I'm gonna go to the place. I'm gonna go to the place. I woke up and did my hair, and that's the song. Yeah. And it and so they they were talking about how they could actually try to make their own hit song because it's so easy. And so they they tried to make a beat and they accidentally made too much melody and they kept rhyming words and coming up with creative lyrics and I was like no no you have to dumb it down more this isn't working and they kept accidentally making a good song and they couldn't help themselves sure that's funny. but what was really funny was they ended up with some really cool beats like people have been remixing this stuff and there's like practically a big penny um album because that's the character they came up with is just this guy that has a big penny that he like carries around on a chain huh so my thing, that's my thing with rap music, I don't listen to a lot of it, but, like, the beats have to be very interesting and diverse throughout the song. Like, it can't be just the same um, loop over and over, and there's, like, a lot of really shitty rap music where it seems like that's the case, where it's like, okay, we did, we we filled four bars, we're just gonna copy and paste this for three minutes, and maybe we'll change it in the bridge, and then now, now you can just say words over this, and it's like, no, 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 you, you, I will, I will not want to listen to that, it's... Boring. Do you like Kanye West? Mm, I don't know a lot of his music, and the stuff I do know, I don't think is very good. I think most of it isn't, but there's a couple that are like, "Oh, he did that! I love that song." Sure. Um, I remember, like, because he released a new a new album, and someone's like, "I don't care what you say, this song is the best song on the album." I was like, "Okay, I'll listen to that one." And it's like, okay, the beats are all right, and then the people start singing, and it feels like it's the first time they've heard the beat. And they're just making shit up as they go, and it sounds horrible. And it's like, how is this the best song on the album? It sounds like everyone came into the studio completely unprepared, and they used their first take, and we're like, good to go. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, dude. 
Did you ever play Saints Row 3? Nope. So, the, as far as video games go, it's one of the best executions of a, of a soundtrack, like licensed music. Like, sure. holy cow, um, they, there's this whole thing where, like, the, one of the main characters got killed, and your base got taken over by some rival gang, and it's like, oh man, they, they, they beat us, and you're like, no, we're gonna take it back, and you go on this mission to, like, get enough arms to take back the whole tower by yourself, and, um, the mission, like, they're having, uh, a party on the roof of this building, so you're in a helicopter over the building, and you're looking down, and you push this button to uh, to jump. And as soon as you do, it starts playing Kanye West Power. Do you know that song? Yeah, that, that one's actually not bad. Which, But it has this really neat like warm-up, where there's a beat, and it slowly gets you more and more hype. And by the time that the beat drops, pretty much, is right when you're going to land. And that just plays, and the music pretty much drowns out the sound effects in the game. And the whole level is you wiping out this entire gang and taking your bass back to that song. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it feels like you're playing the trailer. Like, Sure. That, that's the sort of thing that they'll orchestrate at E3, but you never experience it. And this game actually pulled off that feeling where you're the coolest guy in the world, and this is why you're cool. Yeah. And you get to feel that way. That sounds pretty neat. Yeah, it really was. Try to say nice and neat at the same time. It was night. Yay! Um, uh, genre. Okay, I'm trying to think of how we can do this in a way that's inclusive to everybody because I definitely listen to a lot of like Lady Gaga exclusive music or ex- uh, non-inviting music. Yeah, I listen to a lot of really heavy metal. <laughs> I listen to obscure and offensive music, and not yeah, offensive. Basically. Like in terms of like it's mean, I mean offensive in the in like it's annoying and repulsive. <laughs> yeah, we we you listen to some fun stuff like some or some weird stuff. I mean, you introduced me to Puddles the Sad Clown, Puddles Pity Party. Yeah, and uh, the Stuart the Sock. <laughs> Dude, that that Africa song is so like I have to roll up the windows when I play it. It's so bad. <laughs> um. I just love, like every uh, once in a while you'll send me something and it's like, where the fuck do you find this shit? I love Tim and Eric's album. Oh fuck, I don't like those two. I love their, they have a song about um Rolos where they did a skit where they were pitching a jingle to Rolos. Oh, okay, that's kind of funny. And so they, what the process was, was like it was it was them actually workshopping it. It was like a behind the scenes video. And they just picked random words. It's like, okay, you write down two words, and I'll write down two words. And they came up with Rolo Tony Brown Town. (laughs) (laughs) So so they're like, okay, let's make a song out of it. And then they pitched the song to a Rolo's like representative over the phone, and the guy like hangs up on him. (laughs) But then they remix it into an actual nice song. It's Rolo Tony Brown Town. Check yourself right at the door. Okay, here's a question for you. Um, when you actually go to find music, do you, where do you go? Like, like, do you listen to the radio? Do you are you mostly a Spotify guy? YouTube recommendations? Some weird thing that only you use? Um, it finds me honestly. Like, uh, within my circle of friends who have the same bad taste I do. They'll just send me a direct thing where it's like, "Hey, have you heard this band? It's called they're." 
Um, it's the Studio Killers. Uh, and it's this like weird feminist group that has this great song about a bouncer, and the beat is insane, and the animation is cool, and the art style is cool. And it's, oh wow, and it fall into like a YouTube tunnel. Sure. Um, I like uh, I don't know. I feel like I like exactly one song from every genre, and it's like, oh, is this the genre I like? And I look into more, and it's like, no, it's not. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I feel like that's it's better than. You know, being open to more genres is better than the reverse because I, I definitely meet like a lot of people what, who are not. Yeah. What what genre is a uh, Caravan Palace? Um, I'd have to listen to a song. I've never heard of them because I thought I liked this genre. My issue, one of my issues, is um, with with the metal thing, is I find other people who. Oh, I remember this song. I actually have no idea what this uh, what this genre would be called. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot remember it. Um, this music video is cool because it's got a bunch of furries in it. Oh, and it gets but like, not like bloody too. Yeah, they all kill each other. It's a cool, it's a cool animation. And I love uh, like it's a strip club, and everybody dies. And someone drew this great fan art where it's like Nick and Judy are like arrive on the scene. Oh God! And it's just. <laughs> <laughs> and like Judy's like traumatized, like she's like crying on the on the squad car outside, and Nick's trying to console her while they're like taking bodies out. And it's just so Wikipedia says they're electro swing, electro swing. Thank you. So it I like sounds this like a one... fucking cool man. I like this one band. That's it. They do a great electro swing cover of Black Betty that I strongly recommend. <laughs> but beyond that, don't look up electro swing because it's all super cringy. Because it's like, we remixed this Fallout New Vegas song with Mario 8-bit sounds, and that means we're trendy. You know what else is weirdly cringy is um is black metal. I don't yeah. know if you've looked into any of like, the live shows there, but it's like every asshole has to have face paint on, like the white and black corpse paint. It's like you're just a half a step away from being a juggalo at that point. And then there's like all like upside down crosses in the background and all the smoke and like a guy will walk out wearing a fucking wizard robe and then he'll start screaming and it's just like this would be so much better if it was just you in normal clothes and no face paint and no upside down crosses and no smoke. Like like this idea that we have to like brand ourselves as evil to do this is like you're not convincing anybody right and if you are they're fucking idiots. And you shouldn't be trying to convince idiots. That's just, it seems uh, irresponsible. Don't do that. What's your opinion of Weird Al Yankovic? He's pretty cool. The dude's fucking talented. That guy can jump genres like, like he's skipping stones. Well, I was just I talking about, uh, with, um, with my folks, uh, like, he, sometimes he can take a song that I hate and make it listenable. Like, it's not just sure. the parody lyrics. It's like, oh no, he, he changed the the levels here so that you can actually hear the guitar part, and it's, like, actually better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that he can just, like, oh, I'm gonna make fun of a rock song, or oh, I'm gonna do a, a pop song, I'll do a country song, I'll do a, a polka song. Like, the dude is not bound to any one thing, and he can play a bunch of different instruments, or at least he knows how they should be played. And, yeah, I, I really respect him as a musician. Um, I think he's fucking really funny, too. I, mean, I never really go out of my way to find his music. I would never buy an album. 
I love uh, his original stuff too. I don't know much of his original stuff, and maybe I sh- that's something I should listen to because I guess that's I don't know if he takes that more seriously. Well, I mean, he if you go to a live show, he does. Okay, but on his albums, like there's there's one called Truck Driving Song, and it's like a generic, like it's not a parody of a specific song; it's like a parody of the genre. And he has this super super deep voice. It's like driving a truck, driving a big old truck. But as the lyrics go on, you find out that he's actually a woman with that oh, voice. That's funny. And so it's just funny because, like, he, you know, uh, rolling down the highway with my mascara on. I'm driving a truck with my high heels on. <laughs> and it's it's really, it's a funny song, but also, like, it sounds good. And it's better sure. than that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there's like, the Albuquerque one, which is... I don't know if it counts as a song or if it's like theater piece at that point. I always like, I have a weird thing with um like comedy music. Like I like listening to it once in a while, but I it's just it never feels like something I would go buy and actually like hey, go through my iPod and then find the comedy music. Yeah, it doesn't work as a as a soundtrack to your day. No. There's like a time and a place for it. It's one of those things like um you know, like, you're just sitting around a bonfire or something, and then someone pulls out, like, an iPod and attaches it to a, a, a aux cable, and it's like, hey, let's just pick random-ass YouTube songs. And it's like, now might be the time for, you know, a funny song, like, uh, there's a, like, Corporal Connie's A Man With A Plan, which is basically about a dude who's just getting really drunk. And it's, you know, it's a it's a folk, folky song. And, that you know, that's kind of a fun thing to listen to, you know, around a fire drinking. Oh, how about, um... Uh, the Aquabats. I don't think I know any of their music. I love the Aquabats, and this is another example where it's like, what genre is this? Ska? Okay, let me look up Ska. Oh, this is all awful. <laughs> genre is weird, especially when you get into the metal thing, where like it's like, okay, metal is a genre, and then underneath metal, there are about 50 subgenres, and some of them all sound the same, and then some of them don't but only if you've listened to, like, ten hours of each, and you can figure out how they're slightly different. And then, you know, the big argument comes, like, what genre is this this metal band in, or is this metal band actually a, a metal band? Because they're kind of popular, and, you know, if they're popular, they probably aren't metal music unless it's Metallica. And it, it, it becomes this weird war that, that people have, and I wish most of them would shut the fuck up. Yeah. But then no, you get to the point where it's kind of useful when you're like, I'm looking for this specific sound, and I know a genre it's in, so I can actually go find it. it kinda, Send me a link. It, um, I feel like I feel like rap is the same way too, where there's like really aggressive rap, and then there's like stuff that focuses on a beat more than the words. Sure. And there's like a gradient in between. So it's like if you look up rap, you're not really sure what you're going to get. Yeah, I think I think electronic music's also like that where there's, you know, it's not just dubstep. There's like a hundred different subgenres on how you use these weird synthy boop boops. I just realized I haven't heard the word dubstep in like over a year. Oh, yeah? That used to be like it was everywhere. Like wasn't there an E3 where that was the theme was dubstep in every single trailer? I remember when Korn were like irrelevant and they did like an uh, an album with a bunch of dubstep artists and it wasn't very good. 
That's sad. And uh, it's just like, you guys are way <laughs> too old for this shit, but I kind of appreciate you at least trying something different. <laughs> and then they released the Serenity of Suffering. It's like, hey, let's go back to our normal sound that people like. And everyone's like, oh, this album's great. They went back to their normal sound that people like. Remember that uh, Backstreet's coming back again. How fucked up is that? Those people are so old. It's so sad, dude. They can't do it. Like, they can't I, dance the same way. It's really pathetic to watch they, them, like, they, wandering I watched a song. Stage. One of the, like, their new songs, and it's abysmal, and it's like, hey, what if we're, like, 40-year-old men singing about, like, stuff that 16-year-old boys would sing about? And it's like, don't do that. You sound like goddamn rapists. It's, it's, it's wrong. It's like they're not pedophiles. It's, it's, it's just... The disconnect is... Fucked why, up. Um, why won't the Beatles come back? Uh, I think it's because half of them are dead. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mean thing we just did. Yep. <laughs> um. So fuck, I, well, I touched on it earlier, but um, what like video game music? Yes, I feel like. It's one of these things that uh, there's people that like video game music, like they like the soundtrack to their favorite game, and there's people that appreciate how a soundtrack can um can really put you in the right mood and affect the story and everything. But like, holy cow, I really feel like music's the most important part of a game sometimes. <laughs> it it's it's weird if you if you sit down with your favorite game but take the soundtrack out, you get bored really fast. Sure. No, to be fair, if it's a game I've played a lot, I will just put my iPod on and listen to whatever. Yeah, when you know it and you know what you're doing. But it's like if you play um if you play Pac Man, like if you oh. were to go to an arcade and you yeah. finish the level and you don't hear the it's like you, you, you need to off. feel like a fanfare happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you, um, I, I sent you that YouTube channel before we, uh, like, early last week. I don't know, did you ever get around to that holistic songwriting? No. That was on my, uh, where did that go? So for our listeners, um, holistic songwriting is uh, this YouTube channel, this, uh, this German guy who's studied music a lot, um, and written a bunch of songs. And it's basically, he's got his channel divided up into a couple different sections. One's like, let's talk about, uh, making music and, you know, tips, tricks, how to write songs, um, the pop formulas and then he's kind of got kind of like a podcasty thing he does and then he's got uh these things where he'll analyze artists or songs and be like how does taylor swift write a melody or how does taylor swift write a melody on 1989 is what he did and he's he's like here's i'm gonna transcribe the music into notes i'm gonna talk about what she does how she does it and why it works or doesn't work he doesn't usually get into the subjective stuff it's largely like this is what she does make this of what you will like he tries to stay pretty pretty even keel and it's really cool because I don't know a whole lot about like the the theory and the words he's using, but when he's like Taylor Swift uses a lot of one note melodies where like here's the A key and she'll just do A notes over and over but in various lengths, and so she can make these really interesting, um, very memorable things because they don't change key, so you they're easy to sing to and they're easy to just get stuck in your head because it's one note. But then she constructs the rest of the song around this, and so it's more complicated than just, like, one note over and over. 
and I don't know, to me that's really cool, like, you know, the building blocks of, of a song that you like, or even one you, maybe you don't like. So I recommend hitting up that channel if you get bored. There's some cool stuff there. Yeah, that's holistic songwriting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go ahead, I put a link on the Opinions Cheap Facebook page, so boot up your Facebook and click on that. He talked about, um, at one point, the, the pop formula, and how there's a, a specific... You know, like, you're like, man, all pop music sounds the same. It's like, there's actually, like, a specific formula for how a pop song should be should be uh, constructed. And so it's like, first four bars of the intro, the, the next, I think it's 16 bars are the first verse, and then there's, like, a specific amount for the chorus, and the, or the pre-chorus and the chorus, and then it's eight bars for the second verse, so you actually keep that shorter. Um, and then there's, like, it's X amount for the bridge. And what's really funny is you can, like, you know, this, any kind of song you hear on the radio is probably going to follow that format. And you yeah. can, once you once you get the riff down, you can actually, like, you know, like, oh, he's going to transition to this part now because it's been, he's repeated it this many times, it's time to do the next part. And it's crazy how prevalent that is in songs. So you know what I hate is that Wrecking Ball song? The... Uh, what's your nuts? Uh, Miley Kayla- Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. And um, I feel like that song is finally falling out of meme status, or I don't have to listen to it anymore. And then Overwatch comes out with a stupid character named Wrecking Ball. Oh no! That functions as a wrecking ball, and a lot of people without a sense of humor think that they're funny by bringing it up. I actually don't mind that song. I hate it. And I hate. I think Death Punch have a good song called Wrecking Ball. I hate that as a hamster. I wanted a monkey. Uh-huh. No, hamsters are cool. We're not, uh-huh. getting, we're not doing this again. Don't, I'll, I'll fight you. What's your favorite song about hamsters? Um. So I actually tried to rewrite a, a song called White Rabbit by Egypt Central to be about sticking a, a gerbil up your butt. That's close. Which is which is close. And then I can't remember how it went. Um. But it was really stupid, and this is—I I remember. I remember having a real fun time trying to do that, like on a bike ride once in high school, in college. Sounds fun. Yeah. And dude, you're right. I found a lot of uh, Hammond art, and it's mostly that. <laughs> Yay! So, when was the last time you smiled? Just now. Was there music involved? No, it was it was me picturing Hammond going up Roadhog's butt. <laughs> That's fun. I know, um, right? I don't. I I listen to sad music a lot. Sure. I mean, I listen to angry music. I don't know. I th- there's something really cathartic about listening to music with a negative emotion because it's like, unless you release those emotions yourself or like if you want to feel sad and you're like I don't know why I want to feel sad but I do you throw on like a really sad song you're like oh good I can like relate to this or this person's relating to me I don't know there's something communal about about uh, the way music handles emotion yeah really oh you know what actually I, I, I kind of talked about the video games but what what movies do you feel the soundtrack like stands out um, because whenever the soundtrack is a star of the movie, I'm always kind of happy with it. Like, I think that really made Guardians of the Galaxy work. 
Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great answer. I mean, if we're talking, like, uh, soundtrack is in, like, actual, like, bringing in rock songs or pop music or whatever, um, definitely Guardians. Uh, Baby Driver had some fun with it. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, um, I like this the third one... Star Trek movie used used a oh, yeah. couple songs pretty well. I like um I like the 2001 Space Odyssey how they they use classical music. And I I feel like there's something smart there because it's not just like peaceful but it's it, classical music is so mathematically based. Sure. That it it complements the this futuristic space setting of you know all the the orbiting parts coming together. You know, it's like there's something about it that just fits so well. I like, um, I think Pirates of the Caribbean like has a really great soundtrack. Like if we're oh, talking dude. just like orchestral stuff, uh, Lord of the Rings as well. Um, I love John Williams stuff. I like how he made the themes for Harry Potter, and then they stopped paying him, and they just went to someone else. Was like, hey, can you do these again? <laughs> Do, course. do you want the one that goes do, 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 do. Is it, yeah just just do that on a different instrument we'll we'll call it new okay the, the shitty thing is like when he made it made that song for those people like he probably they got the rights you know the studio so they yeah they well that's do what that. they paid for I mean yeah it, it, he he that's his job he knows mm-hmm. for sure oh uh, man the Han Solo movie I think the soundtrack is good. But I really hate the opening theme where they have like the logo with the Star Wars font, and it's like someone took the the Star Wars theme and then went over to like their iPhone app and it's like randomize these notes, please. Oh no! Oh note. Da 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 da. da. So, okay. Yay. Huh? Kids will be humming that one. I feel like I have to bring this up since I we're talking music, but like, what's your opinion on uh, screaming as a, a vocal choice? Screaming? Yeah. I think like all different forms of art, there's a time and a place for it. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any bad use of voice that like bothers me. You know what I mean? Sure. I think if you pair it right and you're setting up the right tones and the the right structure, like screaming and growling and yodeling, like it, it, there's a time and a place for each of them. I just know in my day to day life, I've, I've definitely met people who are like, I like all these kinds of music, but I can't stand, you know, X, and that's sometimes one of them. Um, Dude, I love the the weird vocals in the uh, Witcher Three soundtrack. Oh yeah. It's just some lady going like, you should check out. Um, I might. I can't remember if I've brought this up before, but um, they're called Hewling. Uh, cannot for the life of me remember how you spell that. Hylung. Yeah, H E I L U N G. It's this really weird. Um, I don't even know how to fucking describe it, but it's a. Uh, like just tribal music, like pagan tribal music, and the 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 vocals are in weird languages, and a lot of it's just kind of like making noise, and like there's this lady, and she's like banging on bones, uh, as like part of a drum thing, and okay, I really like this. It's cool as shit. 
Oh, dude, I like this. Um, but you reminded me of um, uh, throat singing. Yeah, one of the um, one of the guys in that in that does a bit of that in one of the songs. And then there's another band that that's all the dude does is throat singing. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Yeah, that's not gonna come to me. It's some weird nuclear blast band, I think. I know when I when I first finally got into the the harsher vocals though in music like like to me it opened up so many musical doors that I I didn't even know existed. And I always feel kind of bad when people are like, I don't like, I don't like this thing about music. I don't like this thing about, uh, whatever. And it's just like, if you learn to like that or find something you can appreciate in, like, you're gonna, the amount of things you can like, like, exponentially grows. So I'm not really good at singing, but I love to, like, sing along with songs while I'm driving home from work. Okay. And you're fine at singing. Like, you, you did, you do some goofy shit. I think that sounds okay. Yeah, goofy. I feel like if you really tried for it, you'd make it work. I don't know. So I like this one song by Steam Powered Giraffe, who's a band of robots that worship yeah, a robot giraffe. giraffe. Are great. And they do uh, this great cover of Rihanna's Diamonds. Yes. And what's great about that song is that it has these really low notes and it's really high notes because it swaps mm-hmm. between the two singers that have those different sounds. And it's really fun to sing along to because it challenges you to hop notes very quickly. Yes. And I've been doing that for like years now. And I feel like it's, I'm actually like expanding uh, how high and low I can go. Have you ever um, actually like recorded yourself doing it to actually see how you sound? Yeah. And I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's that, that? Uh, isn't that like just the worst realization when you finally do that? You're like, oh man, I sound like shit. So, okay, this is um to bring it back to the topic of Overwatch. Okay. <laughs> do you, you remember that co-op thing where you play as Blackwatch and you, you kill the guy and you have to escape from all the ninjas? Yep. So, they do this funny programming thing that people found out about after the fact where it purposefully gives you easy shots at important times. Oh, really? So it's a subtle thing. But like, there's, there's something where um, if you're McCree and you push your ultimate, there's a small chance that some of the characters that are like just out of sight will like step back into sight so you can get your full six. Oh, wow. Or if you're Genji and you do your ultimate, like, they'll kind of clump together so you can get double kills easier. Okay. And there's there's key moments where, like, if your health is low and you're Genji, like, the hitbox for their heads get bigger. So it's easier to, like, to, to wipe them out real quick. Right. And, like, if every character has these little things that are programmed super subtly into the AI where at key points it'll suddenly become easier so you get to feel like you did something good. So what happens is you play a lot of Genji in that game 
and you think you know how to get a headshot now because you're doing better than you were before. Sure. And then you go online and you're getting creamed and all your headshots are missing. <laughs> and you don't realize what the difference is because it's like babying you. Okay. And that's kind of what it's like to sing in the shower to your favorite song and then go, I'm a good singer. I'm going to go on American Idol right now. Hi, hi, Mr. Angry British Man. I am going to sing my favorite song, Ave Maria. And yeah, it makes I, fun of you. I uh, I had a pretty... I remember doing that once where it's like, I'm finally going to see how I sound singing into a microphone. And I was like, oh, wow. I am like the most tone-deaf motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> and that's why it's like, if I learn how to scream, that's pretty atonal. <laughs> I'll have to so, worry about it. Yeah. Now, the other thing about singing along with a song that you have to pay attention to, and a lot of people don't realize this, but sometimes your mind will naturally try to harmonize. So it's not that you're bad, it's that you're filling in to complement what you're hearing. Okay. So if you don't pay attention to the exact note you're hitting, it sounds bad when you isolate your track from that. But if you record yourself singing and then overlay what you're playing with it, it'll sound better. Huh. That makes sense. You sent me this really cool song. Yeah, Tingar Cavalry. You said you want you like that throat singing stuff. Um, this is uh, this is right into Grave and Glory. It's a it's a pretty weird track. It's got a lot of a uh, lot of things going on, but it's cool. Yeah, I love how they combine the throat singing with regular lyrics, like in and out. Mm-hmm. It's got a really nice sound. That yeah, I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised when they showed up as a recommendation mm-hmm. once. Yeah, I really like this. I I, end up, I find weird stuff because I go on YouTube like whole like things like you do. It's like someone's like, "Hey, what about this band?" And then it's like, "Look at all these other ones that are similar." And it's like, "Okay, they have cool names." And then you find yourself in some just dark corner of music, and you're like four genres removed from where you started. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. So we're at, we're at forty nine minutes. One of the things, I don't know if, if you're going to put that song in the podcast at some point, but I I think it was a couple episodes ago I said I was writing a, a death metal song about my cat chasing a laser pointer. Um, and I, I finished what would be the demo of it. Like, the notes are in place, everything's got to be kind of redone, the vocals were recorded with a, with a headset so they sound like shit. But it's kind of just like, if these are the pieces, how do they fit together? And then I can, I can fix things later. Um... But the idea of, of, uh, of writing a song about this is it was so silly to me that I, I had a lot of fun with it. So I got the lyrics in front of me. Yay. Uh, I don't know if you want to hear those or not. Yeah, read them Okay, so, so the song is called Kill the Light. Um, and the, the, the chorus is, is kill it, kill it, kill it, kill the light. Kill it, kill it, kill it, make it night. Kill it, kill it, kill it, I am your god because my cat thinks he owns the house. Uh, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill the light. So then the, the, the first verse is, I stalk my kingdom of endless night, the legion beast, the dragon pit, the antichrist, which is all of like the different names for Satan throughout a bunch of different uh, different books. I devote your life to worship me. I am claws on callous paws and giant teeth. Really proud of that last line there. <laughs> no, it's good, dude. Um, and then between the verses, I have like, he's like calling out Metatron, which is uh, like the voice of God. And so I have like this very uh, the Satan attacking uh, angels and shit going on. 
that that I feel like fits with with my cat who is uh pure black and a douchebag. So then the uh, the second verse is I keep my minions in ecstasy. I envy greed and pride and sloth. I'm gluttony, and I claim this garden as my throne to sleep and kill my hunger-filled uh, eternal home. Then it's the chorus again. Another shout out to uh to Metatron and then. I won the war of love and hate, a week to build, a king to kill, the day of eight. But I know my hunt will never cease. The angels soar, the flames of war, and now I feast. And then it goes into a really crazy instrumental bridge. And I'm, I wrote that at work. And it was way harder than it should have been. No, but it comes but together. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. You should be. I like that. And yeah, that'll play at the end of the show instead of the normal music. Isn't that just like the Barbie's music or whatever? Yeah, I, I really like that Barbie soundtrack, but <laughs> one week without it, it's okay. It, it's weird, like uh, just like the, the approaching this, I and mean, like I have to do a good job on this because it's so stupid that if I do a bad job on it, I think it would be like <laughs> antithetical to it. You have to land just right to pull it off. Yeah, and so like I ended up rewriting like the the second and third verse like four times a piece. And I don't know, it just it writing song lyrics is weird. Um, the idea is like you want to write stuff like you if you have things to say they should be genuine because people will know when you're not being genuine. I don't really have things to say, and so my song lyrics tend to hinge on like horror story stuff or just allusions to like literature. Like I have a song I I wrote about a uh, Moby Dick, and it 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 doesn't try to be anything more than like no this is about Moby Dick this is about Ahab. He wants to kill that fucking whale, because I really like that book. Man, I want to do I want to do an album where like every single track is um like uh Charlene's a bitch, and I hate Charlene, <laughs> and Charlene go die, but none of the songs will have anything to do with that. Sure, and it's just like I want one of those to catch on, and people wonder like who was Charlene? She's not in the song. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I did write a song about um my breakup with my my one of my or my only uh significant other at the time. One of your many girlfriends and boyfriends. yeah, my, one of my one of my only girlfriend. But it's from her perspective because it felt mean to do it the other way, and also I, I distance has kind of made me feel like I was the asshole in that situation. And so that that song is about going to hell. Um, it's an interesting song. The, the the instrumental is very upbeat, and then the lyrics are like "burn in hell, burn in hell, burn in hell" over and over again. <laughs> so that one's fun. Needs some work. Man, I had a really emotional day. In a bad way. Well, I mean, I I had I had kind of a rough breakup, and it it's like you know what, it wasn't gonna work out anyways. Like I feel better about it now, mm-hmm. but it still kind of haunts me a little. And um, one of my guilty pleasures was uh, her favorite thing was to go to Taco Bell and get the cheesy potatoes. Ooh. And they're, they're not selling those anymore. Okay. And so I went today and they told me, oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. And it was weird because I haven't actually, like, directly thought about her in forever. Sure. I just sort of, I've been ordering this uh, cheesy potato thing for, like, out of habit. And for whatever reason, today, when I was, like, waiting in line to order, 
I started thinking about her and like how weird it is. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't have these anymore. And then I asked for one anyways. And oh yeah, we don't have that anymore. And it felt like it was taken from me. And it turned into this weird thing where like I'm sitting at the table, like really depressed (laughs) with eating something else instead. And it's like, I'm never going to have that burrito again. It's weird. So I should write a song about Taco Bell. There's the long-term things that end up affecting you or, like, sticking with you, and you have, to, you have to wonder if, like, it sticks with that person at all, you know? Like, I think about, um, you know, D every once in a while, and not, like, in a malicious way or anything. It's just, like, I hope she's doing okay because we dated for a few months. It, to me, it didn't work. I broke up with her, and, like, to her, it was fairly devastating, and it's just, like, we were on fairly different wavelengths, and, you know, that happens, but... I I have a feeling like 99% sure like she's completely over it doesn't think about me at all and I'm just like it still kind of like makes me feel bad once every once in a while just like man I, I feel like that I handled that so poorly or you know these things that could have worked out that didn't and I feel bad about it it's like I hope she's you know better spot um I have a feeling you know like that's just like me thinking this shit and you know it's like, I'm, I imagine she's like completely over it because you know, she's well enough adjusted person <laughs> who, who would get over it. Yeah. Um, with me, Charlene was a bitch. So uh, <clears throat> tell me tell me how I sound. I'm going to sing that song now. Okay. Play Minecraft to cook some raw fish Because they smell really nasty Kill some water for you get on their plates So you don't get to feel the pain And then you craft and mine and dip it To gain experience points, yeah And then you strive to get raw pork from pigs Has no end, but it's still the best game It's the eye of the spider, it's poison in one bite Oh, look out, I'm an excellent fighter. The creepers and zombies other mobs of the night. Spiders give you some string in the eye of a spider. I think you sounded all right. Like, you're definitely, like, you're in key or in a key. Um, I, I feel like you're, you don't have the quite the note range that he does, but I also don't feel like you go out of key to try hit something you can't you know i think because we've been talking for like over an hour now Mm -hmm. um when i'm in the car i normally hit a lot lower sure um but i feel okay i'm getting better that sounded fine i mean you know it's not like you're not gonna win like american idol with it but you sounded fine and and i don't want to either like that's not an aspiration so i think that helps too you make me want to do that because I definitely when I I remember when you introduced I think you introduced me to that song and I I absolutely listened to that song all the time and would sing along to it and try to hit those really lows and those really highs. So the other one that's fun to sing to is uh have you seen their cover of Harder Better Faster Stronger? Uh yes. So what I love with that song is it's the three of them and they take turns on the lyrics. So it's like each um each line is one of them, but only one at a time. So it's a fun game to pick one of them and only sing those lines and try to keep track of the song. Sure. 
that's a fun one to sing to too. So I mean, I, I like guess, um, I guess we should be closing up. Yeah, probably. Any anything else you want to talk about music? No, I think I I've I've probably ideally not stroked my own ego too much. I, I get nervous about that. Yeah, I get that. I, you know. <laughs> I, I like to do a lot of things, but I, I just kind of assumed since I'm not successful at them, no one cares, and so it sort of feels self-indulgent when I talk about them. If that makes sense. Eh, sort of. You're not wrong, but you're not right. You know. Mm. It's complicated. Yeah. Um. So for my glad space, I want to say look up Steam-Powered Giraffe. That's a good one. Those guys are good. Um, for mine, God, I feel like I should keep it music related since we talked music. Um, I may have done this one before, but the band Beast in Black is uh some exceptional power metal, and they sing a lot of songs about Berserk or Berserker or whatever that anime is manga. Oh, okay. Yeah, nerd, some some nerdy musicians there. Um, but yeah, fucking fantastic band. Their their their, vo- their singer. Uh, it's all clean vocals, by the way. No, no screaming in it. Uh, but his his range is enormous. So yeah, the great band. Uh, just be warned; those their songs will get stuck in your head like hardcore. <laughs> well, that's a good that's recommendation. It. Yeah. Uh so everybody have a nice night, and stay tuned for a demo from some indie song band you'll never buy. I guess. Yay, me! Bye. Bye. Goo, 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 goo,